0: To Today on Broadway For Tuesday, December 14th, 2021 I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast Grace Aki
1: And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves.
0: We are diving right into the show Because tonight is opening It's a for show flying over Sunset. Opening. It's Weird. a show opening I can't
1: believe it Because we didn't know
0: Yeah, I think that the, the press coverage For this opening night Not, not talking about the entire property yeah. Of Flying Over Sunset But the opening night Has just not been uh, You know, discussed it's In in the interwebs
1: very strange it has been kept
0: uh, not necessarily
1: under the radar because obviously we've talked about the show we've been excited about the show some of us predicted that it was going to be the Tony winner of the show for a future episode that has yet to come out Uh, but like it's felt really under publicized as far as like the opening around it.
0: And you know, I think I always feel this way when something's at the Vivian Beaumont. You know, Lincoln Center musicals, even though they are technically Broadway. Yes, that feels probably so it. far
1: removed. That's probably it. It's too far uptown, and I know too far uptown. I live on two hundred and fourth Street.
0: Oh yeah, you do. I do. I I think I always feel like. Lincoln Center is like the Tesla of Broadway where like you either have one or you don't like you go to the Lincoln Center <laughs> yeah. or you don't like yeah. it's not part of like the rush lotto uh, fan culture of Broadway. Sure. It's kind of like it's literally uptown. But those <laughs> so, tickets are so cheap. Those link ticks, baby. Which is funny, right? Because I would assume mm-hmm. the perception is opposite. But here <sighs> we are. We're talking about Flying Over Sunset. It has yeah. lyrics by Tony nominee Michael Corey of Great Gardens. Music by Tony, Grammy, and Pulitzer Prize winning composer Tom Kitt and a book by Tony and Pulitzer, prize winner James Lapine, which I know you and I both love, um, who also is directing the show. So the musical stars Bright Star, Keep Sean For Me, Tony nominee, and two-time Broadway <laughs> performer Carmen <laughs> Cusack. I just, it, we were talking about it today, about how like Carmen Cusack should have been and it should be every, on the Broadway stage every single season. It's true. Like, it's shocking that Bright Star and Flying Over Sunset are... <laughs> her broadway uh, resumes but there we go um tony Yazbeck stars as carrie grant like the real human carrie grant and harry hayden Patton as author aldous huxley they all come together to experiment with lsd that is the plot of the show from that my is. understanding and what they are telling me so let's get into the reviews so, starting with the new york times for jesse green he says quote Though sometimes mesmerizing, Flying Over Sunset, the new musical about LSD that opened here on Monday is mostly bewildering and further proof that transcendence can't be shared. Perhaps the flatness is meant to set up the forwardness of the trips, which compensate for the lack of real world dramatic development by growing more and more outre as the show at two hours and 40 minutes wears on.
1: Mm, not, not great. Not, not great, great from start. Jesse Green,
0: but obviously not in a good place mentally for this person on most uh, shows that we've True. read his reviews for. True. So, Adam Feldman of Time Out, who you and I also like, mm-hmm. really trust. Famously. Um, Famously trusts these reviews on a basic level. Flying over sunset has the war paint problem. (laughs) Oh, God, strap in Uh, the war paint problem of being (laughs) about famous people whose lives had something in common, but mostly didn't actually know each other. Even when they are gathered, their journeys remain individual ones, and this being a James Lapine musical, their hallucinations tend to involve the return of dead loved ones, guilt-trippy ghosts who hover around the action for most of the show. The Lincoln Center production has real pleasures, but these elements... only distract so much from a show that would probably make more sense as a one-act in a smaller space. What a long, strange trip it is.
1: The war paint problem sounds like a Decemberus album, and then right. the entire description of that sounded like Decemberus album songs, so I, I would like, like
0: it. I would like to stream it. <laughs> uh, and then finally, David Gordon of Theater Mania says, while I'll give Flying Over Sunset some well-earned points for its originality, the theatrical equivalent of an A for Effort, I guess, but that and a dollar Will get you on the subway The show ultimately commits The cardinal sin of entertainment It's just boring, there are people who Will get more out of this abstract musical About grief than I did, and I hope that they Do, as for me, I'm just going to take an edible And watch North by Northwest
1: Fair, fair enough
0: Basically all these men were like I'm kind of bored, I don't Care, yeah, yeah, all these Men (laughs) like IDK. I've not seen a show. Ashley, have you seen the show? I have
1: not. um, As I'm on my deathbed forever, it seems. Um, But no, we've talked about this so many times and it's, you know, James Lapine musical. So, of course, I'm excited by default. Um, I'm disappointed to see these reviews. I have heard some very positive things about it and I've heard some very negative things about it. Mostly, I've just heard wow, what a weird show. Um. So, and that's enough to sell me on a show. Quite honestly, if someone's like that, that was bizarre. I'm like, well, I've already bought my ticket. I'm going immediately. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but the way that the people are saying weird, which I famously don't like, is when they yeah. say weird in place of bad. No, no, it's definitely like a negative thing. Oh and yeah. So I'm no, like absolutely. bizarre, imaginative, fun, crazy. Like that's our alley, yeah, right? Yeah, b- bizarre <laughs> is
1: kind of is, is more so what I'm getting. I haven't really gotten like. This this is a bad show until we started getting these reviews. And, like, Uh even the reviews kind of, you know, they – do more than imply that this is a boring show, which is even more disappointing to me. Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you write a musical about LSD and the the um you know everyone comes together and says that it's boring? Like,
0: that's well, th-
1: that's really disappointing.
0: I actually have a theory on this. Actually, okay, and forgive me for sounding very pretentious, but Ooh. here we are. Um, when I was at the Upright Citizens Brigade School oh, of Here we go. (laughs) <laughs> they always said it's in their freaking textbook. Never ever do a scene that revolves around someone on drugs because it's That's always fair. boring. Yeah, and and I I literally I remember us being in like I think like week one of one hundred and one or whatever and and learning about that and everybody was like wait but why and they said because the expectation is already there Definitely. for things to be crazy and we aren't on the journey with you yeah. because we're watching so everything you do is already expectedly nuts and so. There's nowhere to go. There's you can't, no, there's, and you can't yeah. top
1: the experience of being on it. Correct. Like there's, you're right, a hundred percent. There's no replication of the experience that they're trying to put on stage and what has okay. allegedly happened here. Uh, so even like writing all of these songs, which apparently there's like an entire song revolving around Cary Grant flying off in a giant penis rocket. Like okay, but you're I'm not, not- Tommy. I'm not, on, exactly. I'm not on that trip. So unless it's like, unless it's also very hard on the stage to kind of reproduce any of those effects. I right. feel like it's easiest on the screen to do that and it's still not easy.
0: Uh, you know who did do it? Who? Julie Taymor and across the universe, mm, I'll say it every mm-hmm, day of my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm, actually captured trippiness. <laughs>
1: very good. Very good. Uh, but yeah, I, it's, it's disappointing to see and it's, it's weird to see even though it shouldn't be as far as like, you have this very bizarre concept that should have been really colorful and exciting and have it end up so dull. Like, How do you mess that up? How do you mess it up? And you're 100% right as far as how they messed it up.
0: I, and again, I can't wait to see it. I know me that you, too. All, uh, you I, and I will. We'll text. Genuine, <laughs> Genuinely, I can't
1: wait to see it. Still, like this does not deter me from seeing the show. Because again, like everyone c- kept telling me how weird it was in the sense that it was just a very strange, bizarre show, uh, and I've got to witness it for myself. It's still a James Lapine show, so I still want oh, to see right. the damn show, Um and it's yeah. still Carmen Cusack. Like,
0: mm. oh, yeah, there's just nothing like it. There's nothing like it So we also want to mention That Flying Over Sunset Will release a Broadway Cast album with Sony Masterworks digitally January 28th And on physical CDs uh, March 11th Mm -hmm. So if you are If you are unable To visit the show And you are very intrigued By all these concepts You can listen (laughs) to the music uh, Starting at the end of January There you go So let's uh, take a moment To talk about our sponsor For this week Today Ticks. I've gotten so I've gotten to see So many more shows Than I normally would (laughs) By using the Today (laughs) Ticks app Like I'm shocked At how you user friendly it is like it's kind of fantastic and we talk a lot about accessibility in theater uh, on the show and they really they have great prices for some of the best theater comedy improv that I've ever seen that's the big
1: thing you mentioned accessibility like getting tickets is easier than ever with today ticks you can use the app you check out in 30 seconds you pick up your tickets with ease and I mean you can book your tickets month in advance even day of if you're feeling saucy you can get access to exclusive pre-sales limited time offers digital lottery programs to sold out shows in day of discount tickets. Like, there's a lot for you to choose from. And I mean, like I told Matt yesterday, I was already, I was like on Sunday looking around at shows because there's still like Cyber Monday sales and Black yeah. Friday sales that haven't completely disappeared. So there's even more discounts. Like, they they are begging you to go to the theater. We're begging you to go to the theater. Let's be real. But they are absolutely Fantasy. like, please, yes. Famously that TodayTix is like Please You have to go To the theater Because it's the best
0: And there's so Much so on this uh, Expansive train That it's not Just for Broadway and London's West End So you can also Find tickets in cities Across the country I mean I've finally Been traveling around A little bit to see shows In Chicago Where I'm seeing so much Broadway in Chicago Right now And they are on TodayTix LA, DC, San Francisco Sydney So many more cities And take advantage Of all the best deals This holiday season If you are traveling to any city that has ticks, mm-hmm. you are getting quite a bargain.
1: hmm So see that show you've always wanted to see, or discover something new that you'll love just as much with today ticks. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at today slash Broadway for an additional ten dollars off your first ticket purchase.
0: todaytix.com slash Broadway. In case you missed it. Do it. So now we have to get into some awards chat because the Golden Globes released their nomination. Get your (laughs) <laughs> oh, beautiful gowns Beautiful gowns uh, As well as the Critics' Choice Awards <laughs> Were uh, published today Which I can't well, what, a, what a time to be alive On this Monday yeah. Flying over sunset Golden Globes Critics' Choice There's so much to talk about So we're giving you A theatrical roundup Of them both So I'm going to start With the Golden Globes The best comedy Or musical race Is between West Side Story Licorice Pizza Don't Look Up Cyrano and Tick Tick Boom Oh my god um, I am desperately Seeing Licorice Pizza On Christmas Day But that oh my is my god it's not a play or musical it's It's just something I've been waiting on (laughs) (laughs) and then the best performance by an actor in a television series for drama includes Brian Cox for Succession Billy Porter from Pose Jeremy Strong from Succession Uh, what are some more okay best performance by an actress in a limited series anthology series or motion picture made for television Jessica Chastain for Scenes from a Marriage which I have said on the show before is a straight play that she did not get to do on stage that they just captured with her an Oscar Isaac it is nuts good to me uh, Cynthia Arrivo also for Genius Aretha which I feel like we haven't talked About in a couple months yeah. it's been so long since it came Out yeah. but I was like right our alphabet is nominated for Golden Globe <laughs> which She's is nominated crazy. for
1: everything all the time Let's be real
0: she's gonna put her shoulders back Mm-hmm and do it. Okay, so best director, motion picture for Steven Spielberg nomination uh, for West Side Story. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy, Rachel Ziegler for West Side Story. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, drama, Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth, which I still haven't seen because it's not out yeah. it. yet. Uh, best performance by an actress in a television seri- series for drama, current Broadway star, Uzo Adoba. Yeah. In treatment, Christine Baranski. Who uh, accompanies Stan, if you will, for the good fight, Damn and then Michaela right. J. Rodriguez for Pose, which I'm thrilled to see on yeah. this list. Best nomination or best performance by an actor in a motion picture for musical or comedy. <laughs> best Peter nomination, Dinklage.
1: Peter Dinklage. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, best nomination, <laughs> and somehow uh, incredibly handsome to me, uh, yeah. Peter Dinklage for Not somehow
1: just indeed. Yeah,
0: I've I've told the story before, but I'll yeah. quickly tell it again. One of the most attractive man. men I've yeah. ever met in my life. It's true. What's going on, uh, Andrew Garfield? Field is nominated as well for Tick, Tick, Boom. And then Anthony Ramos for In the Heights. Uh, if you want some Anthony Ramos uh, mm-hmm. yeeks mm-hmm. content, go to TikTok. Yeah, but, it's uh, true. In the meantime. Shout out to <laughs> Jasmine meantime.
1: Cephas Jones in the meantime.
0: Nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Television, Kieran Culkin for Succession. And the only reason I mentioned that is because This Is Our Youth is one of the best performances I've ever seen from him. So just saying uh, best picture for uh, best nomination for best picture musical or comedy is Cyrano, Tick, Tick, Boom and West Side Story. I can't believe the race is that tight between those three and not in the heights is, (laughs) you know, which is up. Best Supporting Actress, Motion Picture, Ariana DeBose is nominated for West Side Story, totally deserved. Uh, best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture for Drama, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, which I haven't seen. Have you seen? I haven't yet either, no. And The Saving the Best for Last for Ashley specifically. Thank you. Nominated for Best Supporting Actress in Television is Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. Hannah, the Hottingham, yeah. <laughs> There's uh, there's just nobody else like her.
1: That's true. Uh, for Critics'
0: uh, Choice uh, Picture nominees include Best Director Steven Spielberg, Best Supporting Actress for Ariana DeBose and Rita Moreno. These are all for West Side Story. Uh, Best Young Actor Actress Rachel Ziegler, who is only 20 years old, did not realize that. Yeah. Uh, Best Acting Ensemble, Best Adapted Screenplay for Tony Kushner. It's Tony Kushner's year, and we're just living in it. Best Cinematography, Best Production Design, Best Editing and Best Costume Design, all nominations for West Side Story. Lin-Manuel Miranda gains recognition for Tick, Tick, Boom, receiving two nominations for Best Picture and Best Actor for Andrew Garfield. Lin was also nominated for Best Original Song for Dos Aruguitas from Encanto, which also was nominated for Best uh, Animated Feature. Peter Dinklage ooh, coming in hot, was nominated for Best <laughs> Actor for his performance in Cyrano as well. Denzel Washington was nominated for Best Actor for his performance in The Tragedy of Macbeth. Ooh, it seems like West Side Story's doing all okay. right
1: uh, They're doing all right, I think, over there So we, in an episode that hasn't come out yet We recorded a bunch of stuff on Sunday um mm. As far as, like, predictions and best of stuff And just, like, we had this conversation then But, like, what a... A ridiculous, one a ridiculous year for movie musicals. It is <laughs> that even mentioning in the Heights, which was beautiful, and unfortunately isn't getting as much recognition as these others because it came so early in the year. Yeah, summer counts as early, let's be real, Um in mm. award season. But yeah, Tick Tick Well, that's boom. why Cyrano.
0: I mean, we talked yeah. about it. That's why Cyrano pushed their opening date because exactly for this very 100%. reason for the Oscars.
1: A hundred percent. They knew better. Um, But yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom and Sierra now And West Side Story now Which is just getting so much buzz And, you know, so many accolades now And so many nominations now Like, this is like It feels like a second golden age of movie musicals And I hope that Producers and directors are kind of going to Ride that high for a bit And try and get more made Like, I feel like this is the time To see these stories end up on the screen And... Because so many people are doing it well right now in ways that they haven't been done well on a bit. Like occasionally we'll get a really exceptional one, but the really big budget ones that we've seen for a while have not been amazing, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and the last thing I want to say that I, I've been kind of surprised by it, but also I'm historically not surprised, I mm. really thought John Chu's name was going to come up more in these award oh, yeah, conversations definitely. for his direction of In the Heights, and that's been really startling to me. That's all I want to say. Well, again, is
1: that- <laughs> I 100% agree with you, and but again, I feel like that's also part of it being like a summer release. Like, I do mm-hmm. wish that In the Heights kind of held off a little bit and did at least a fall release. I understand why they didn't do that because it was absolutely a summer movie and I'm glad yeah. that I saw it in the summer um, but yeah as a result it's kind of gotten left out of that conversation which is in part because of Tick Tick Boom which another Lynn thing
0: yeah, and and speaking of Anthony Ramos, there's nothing like summer in the city, and I'll leave it with that. Yes, now, and <laughs> some rapid fire news: Freestyle Love Supreme canceled Monday's performances uh, out of an abundance of caution. The show is canceled Saturday canceled Saturday's performances as well due to an outbreak of COVID 19. And Limo and Will Miranda was supposed to perform uh, at this Monday show, but now he'll perform mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, That's about it. Speaking all, every of every week, we're getting a new yeah every every day we're getting a new cast announcing that they're closing. I know we had Doubtfire over the weekend and um, it's just heartbreaking. So please continue to take care of your neighbors and uh, take care of yourselves and make sure that you are respecting everyone's distance because I've known two close friends of mine uh, from the weekend have tested positive and they've been masking (sighs) and boosted and all the things. So just uh, remember to take care. So in a timely fashion, a new podcast is imagining what happens five years after the events of Annie the musical called tomorrow a scripted ah. drama and music series is available now on amazon music and wondery intended to run for a full ass year the weekly podcast series stars Lara benenti as miss hannigan lance reddick as daddy warbucks and alec oh sorry and alan the eldest son ruck as Drake, of course. Annie's robo-butler um, If you don't understand My eldest son reference, you did not finish Succession on Sunday, and I highly I beg you to not do yet. so
1: Not yet <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I have seen uh, yeah. everything ever about it On
1: Twitter, so I have I'm Essentially sorry. seen it hey, it's
0: all right. well, Due to what you said though I am starting the reboot of Dexter Because it was one of my favorite series back in the day It's so. very
1: enjoyable It is surprisingly okay. enjoyable, but absolutely Give it like two episodes first
0: my favorite headway well my second favorite headwig, uh, Michael Z. Hall
1: mm, is um just yeah. You know, tippy toppers.
0: Mm. So in a recommendation from me, and I believe Ashley as well, mm. Christian Lewis put together an incredible piece of writing about the current Broadway show shows and um, how we're talking about them simultaneously ignoring mm. gender and sexuality in progressive storytelling. Most notably, um, three current running musicals on Broadway, Jagged Little Pill Company and Mrs. Doubtfire um, are dissected for their disservice to the queer community. Um, with the company revival, they say, quote, Director Marianne Elliott had the inspired idea of changing Bobby's gender. She seems unable to think about Bobby as anything but straight, citing the long history with companies' dismissal of gay narratives. They go on to say uh, any number of the original girlfriend characters could have been reimagined women, could have remained women or been non-binary so that Bobby could be queer, bi, closeted or exploring her sexuality. In an interview, director Marianne Elliott said that she had tried PJ as a woman because PJ would be the one... That would fit most quote, but it didn't work because it, quote, invited the audience to laugh at the character. Interesting choice mm-hmm. of words. Uh, the entire article is really thought provoking. And we encourage everyone who enjoys theater, works in the theater, writes in the theater, any any if you listen to the show, you're part of this. We encourage yeah. you to read it because it was really really informative on on how we are going to move forward with how we tell our stories and how we um advocate for them and also how we how yeah how they enrich you know <laughs> the future of storytelling yeah. and i really appreciated it
1: absolutely i have not gotten a chance to read it yet uh because i wanted to read it while i was like of a sane mind and not a 102 fever um but I'm really happy that Christian wrote this. I know that they had been working on it for a bit and obviously really yeah. wanted to talk about Mrs. Doubtfire, especially and Jagged Little Pill Forever. Uh, obviously they've had several pieces about it, um, mm-hmm. in its continued tragic existence. Um, you know, mixed feelings in terms of like some of the company stuff. I, I agree with you. Uh, the choice of words that Marion Elliott had there. Uh, I I'm, I'm I'm mixed about her intention there because it- you also didn't have to play PJ that way because that's not how PJ was right. written. So, okay. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, uh, of which I will absolutely be getting into in a few days. But yeah. yeah, this is a really important piece. Um, it's a conversation we are not really having other than like to patty, you know, pat ourselves on the back. Uh, whenever we kind of make new, uh, quote-unquote new, Mm -hmm. quote-unquote innovations in theater, um, when really it's kind of just like replaying the same old tropes. And, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't been having these conversations in these reviews. Even in, like, the Mrs. Doubtfire reviews, like, a lot of people really Mm kind of glossed over, like, the tired man in a dress laugh trope um even though we've had all these conversations around tootsie and i just felt like those reviews were so lazy because of it it's like you i think
0: know- people are protecting themselves for a lot <laughs> a l- of good reason but I, also i agree I, I hear you. yeah
1: but i agree but a lot of people that didn't include that don't need to protect themselves like, yeah. this is a conversation we expected to have. Everyone knew the controversy around Tootsie. Mrs. Doubtfire made uh at least a conscious effort that, you know, they were going to pay attention to stuff and they were going to have Glad come in and really pay, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I've heard different things from different people. You know, that's not the most egregious thing that I've heard about Mrs. Doubtfire the musical. Um, But... Uh, you know to have people not talking about this in the pieces that they're writing it just seems like they're not doing the work that they're supposed to be doing in criticism and you know christian always is i'm very grateful for them and their writing for that
0: mhm yeah so i just i invite everyone to Read it and digest it and see what they think oh, I yeah. appreciate that you have this insight So thanks for listening to today on Broadway Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio And don't forget about our Patreon, that's patreon.com You can find me on Twitter and Instagram And I guess TikTok At It's Grace Aki, Ashley, mm-hmm. where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram At No This Is Ashley Thank you guys so much, we'll have more news for you tomorrow